Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. Are you a salty Christian? Do you have a lifestyle of bringing out the flavor of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you a light for Jesus throughout your day? Let's open to Matthew chapter 5 and see what it means to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Good afternoon and welcome to another teaching. Today we're going to do a just a very short snippet from the Sermon on the Mount um, called Salt and Light. If you've been reading your Bible, you'll be familiar with these with these four verses. They're very famous four verses, and they were given to us by Jesus Himself. And it's Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. So four verses. Um, so hopefully it won't be too long today. And uh, we'll see what the Lord has for us. Well, Father, we do thank you for this day and we thank you for your mercy and goodness on our lives. Uh, we thank you for the word of God. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for this incredible scripture. And Lord, we thank you for this, this very famous teaching that you've given us in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, called the Sermon on the Mount, Lord. And uh, Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now. We ask you to give us eyes that see and ears that hear. Father, open the word of God to our hearts now. We commit this time into your hands and we thank you for it. We thank you for your mercy, Father. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. And Father, above all, we thank you for your incredible, incredible blessing of, of sending Jesus. Father, we love you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Matthew 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything, except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Father, we do praise you, and we, and we thank you for the word of God. Father, we ask you to help us to, to increasingly live lives, Lord, um, where we really do live and, and live a life of good deeds um, that would bring praise to, to you, our Father in heaven. Thank you, Lord. All right. Four verses, but they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty heavy verses. They're pretty serious verses. Before we get into exactly what Jesus is saying here, I first want to, I first want to acknowledge what it does not mean. In our day, when someone is salty or when people are salty, uh, it means that they are irritable, that they're, that they're aggravated, or that they're grumpy, Scott. And this is certainly not what Jesus is saying. If, if to be salty, Tom, 
meant that you needed to be frustrated or irritated or grumpy, well, then we would be the, we would be the most salty church there ever was. However, that is not what Jesus is saying in any way. Verse 13, you are the salt of the earth. If you're a Christian today, then you are called to be the salt of the earth. If you're a disciple of Jesus Christ today, if you've given your life to Jesus, you are called to be the salt of the earth. What does he mean that you and I are the salt of the earth? What are the, what are the purposes of salt? In Jesus's day, and it's still done today, salt was a, was a purifying agent. It was a, a cleansing agent. Salt was also used to, to preserve things so they wouldn't spoil. And even today, probably the, the greatest use of salt that we have, right, is uh, when we use it to bring out the flavor of things, right? We'll put, we'll put salt on things and it'll, it'll, make, it, it'll make it taste better. It'll, it'll be more flavorful. Well, you are the salt of the earth. If you belong to Jesus Christ today, you are supposed to be a salty disciple of Jesus. So ask yourself, are you a, are you a salty Christian? Are you a, a salty disciple? Are you spreading salt? Do you have a lifestyle of, of salting the earth? Do you have a lifestyle that wherever you go, you consistently are, are bringing out the flavor of Jesus Christ? Do you have a lifestyle where you are consistently preserving the truth of Jesus Christ, our only Lord, our only Savior, our only Master, our only King, our only God? How salty are you today? Again, Salt brings out the flavor, right? Are you the, are you the flavor of your office for Jesus? Stephen, are you the flavor of your workplace for Jesus? Are you, are you the flavor of Jesus at the coffee shop? Do you preserve the truth of the word of God. All these things is what we're called to be. We're called to be spiritual salt. In my study for this scripture, I actually did some research and I maybe, maybe many of you already knew this. Maybe, maybe everyone did, but me, but did you know that, that we could not survive? Our bodies cannot survive without salt. We cannot live. Our bodies have to have a consistent measure of salt physically in order for us to survive. Maybe I was the only one that didn't know that. However, what Jesus is saying here is that you and I need to be spiritual salt. You are the salt of the earth. It's your job and my job. to be salty for Jesus 
throughout our lives. It's our job to bring out the flavor of the kingdom of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. It's our job to be purifying agents, consistently pointing people to the Bible, the word of God, and to Jesus, the Son of God. To all those that don't know Jesus Christ, we need to be the salt that brings the gospel. We need to be salty, salting the gospel. Because for all those that don't know Jesus, it's, it's only Jesus Christ that can purify them as he did us from our sins. It's only in Jesus that we can be forgiven our sins, purified from a sinful lifestyle, purified from unrighteousness. It's only, it's only the salt of Jesus Christ that brings forgiveness of sins and the salvation of our soul. You are the salt of the earth. Each of us today, we just want to do an examination in our hearts and say, you know, you know, how salty am I for Jesus? You know, throughout my days and my weeks and my months, how much time do I, do I truly spend in being the, the salt of the earth and, and really talking about Jesus and, and really, and really being an example for Jesus and, and, and really living for Jesus and trying to help other people live for Jesus. And so we want to do an examination and, and certainly I know in my own life, I, uh, I could do to be more salty. And I, and I want to be more salty because, you know, what we do in, uh, you know, doing this, doing this podcast, doing this recording and, uh, and all the work that goes into it, this is not, this isn't hard, so to speak. It's, it's what you do when no one sees it. It's what you do in, in private. It's when you're salty for Jesus, just when you're out and about in your daily life that, that really makes the difference. So let's, let's today really examine ourselves and just say, you know what, I do want to be more salty. I do want to, to, to be, you know, there's so many ways to be salty, right? Uh, wherever you are in your workplace or with your family, you could, you could call them up, you could email them, you could text them and say, you know, you were just on my heart and I wanted to know, um, you know, how I could be praying to Jesus for you. My, my heart is to see Jesus blessing you. You can encourage people in devotionals, right? Just there's so many ways to be salty. You could, you could call up people again and just say, hey, how can I be praying for you? Or let me pray with you now. Um, you can say, do you need anything, right? Really, uh, the Lord Jesus has given me a burden. You always want to be salty for Jesus, right? Always in the name of Jesus. And in it's in the power of Jesus. And as we said in the last teaching, the gospel is the, the power of God unto salvation. So let's examine ourselves and just find ways that, that we can begin to be, you know, just live a more devoted Christian life, uh, a more service-oriented Christian life inside a church and especially outside. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. 
again, I was studying this and I was going over it with a brother of mine. And uh, it's just a, such a hard word. It's just a very, it's a difficult scripture. That's verse 13. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. And his meaning here is not confusing. It's not ambiguous. Jesus is clearly saying that if we're not living lives, we are consistently being the salt of the earth. We're, we're consistently bringing out the flavor of the gospel in our lives and in the people of our lives. If we're not consistently preserving the truth of the word of God, if we're not consistently uh, offering Jesus and the word of God as just a cleansing agent in our own life from, from all sinful behavior and encouraging others in that way, if this is not our lifestyle, if, if we've gotten to a point where we don't ever really do this, we want to be careful not to lose all our saltiness, okay? It's a warning because it says that, you know, once it's gone, salt that has lost its saltiness can be made salty again. So we want to look at ourselves again and say, you know what, Lord, I, I ask you to help me because I, I do want to live a life of, of just, of, of more just devoted Christian focus where I am consistently being about the business of Jesus and, and, and his kingdom, Father, more and more and more and more. But what does this word mean? It is no longer good for anything because he is, he's talking about us as disciples of Jesus Christ, as Christians. And he says, if, if, if we're not salty, then we're not good for anything. Now, obviously we can still you know, we can mow the lawn, we can drive our car, we can take care of our kids. But what Jesus is talking about here is he's talking about the most important aspect of our lives is to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. The spiritual aspects of our life, the relational aspects of our life with Jesus Christ that the aspect of our lives that is that is about the word of God and the son of God and and continuing to study our bible and to continue to obey the word of God more and more and more and more and to repent where we have fallen short this is the the true meaning of life this life is a temporary life you know it's uh, how many days the lord has given us here and then we're going to spend eternity in heaven, if we know Jesus Christ, and unfortunately in hell, if we don't. And so Jesus says here clearly that if we don't have a lifestyle of saltiness, that we're not good for anything except to be thrown out. And so we want our lives to have value. And Jesus's teaching is that true value is about eternal things. True value is about spiritual things. True value is about bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. And so, you know, Lord, we ask you to help us. Lord Jesus, it's just a, it's just a hard word you've given us that, that it's no longer good for anything. Lord, we do want to be good and productive and effective believers in Jesus Christ, Lord. Father, help us as your children to be salty, that we might be, again, um, good and fruitful Christians 
that are bearing fruit for your kingdom. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We don't want this to be us. It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. Wow. Verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. That's the, that's the whole verse. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. So we're called the salt of the earth. And we spoke about how we cannot live without salt in our bodies. Our bodies cannot sustain, cannot stay alive without salt. And it says you are the light of the world. Well, what's the biggest light in this world is the sun. And I did know this, that we would not survive a moment without the sun. So it's, it's the same thing, right? You are supposed to light up your world. Are you the light of the world wherever you go? Do you just, do you just light up dark places? When, when you go to just, when you go again to your, your families, when you go to work, when you go to gatherings, is, do you just permeate the light of Jesus Christ? You are the light of the world. We are called to be the light of Jesus Christ wherever we go. Now, again, this is what Jesus is telling us is the purpose of why we live. And uh, again, I, I confess that so much of my life, uh, you know, is lived in me enjoying my hobbies. And as I've said before, the Lord doesn't begrudge us that. Jesus is okay with us having fun or watching a movie or doing these things. But this passage is clearly about us advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, bringing the name of Jesus into everything we do. Our world is consistently and increasingly going away from Jesus and moving into all kinds of just worldly foolishness. You and I need to be the light of Jesus Christ. We need to bring the light of Christ. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, Jesus said. If you will intentionally be a light of Jesus Christ, just like a city on a hill, your light cannot be hidden. But verse 15, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. If you're a Christian today, you are called to be the light of the world. As disciples of Jesus Christ, we are called to be the light of Christ in our families, in our homes, in our, uh, in our workplace, in our social gatherings. You are called to be the light of Christ. How often are you about and thinking about and speaking about Jesus Christ in all of these very different places. How often are you talking about Jesus with your family, in your workplace, in your social gatherings? How often is the name of Jesus on your lips? An interesting story here. In verse uh, 16, he's going to say, the light of Jesus Christ, right? Is we, are, we ought to be consistently talking about Jesus uh, really really all our waking hours. Now, again, I'm not saying literally, but there is nothing more productive. Uh, there, is, there is nothing that's of more value 
of what comes out of our mouth. And a lot of things come out of our mouth. The most valuable things are the things that pertain to Jesus and the word of God. We have all kinds of pragmatic or practical things that we do on a day-to-day basis, all kinds of things that we say, things we, we do at our work, giving instructions to different people. But know this, nothing is more effective and more important than your light for Jesus Christ. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Many of us as Christians have taken the very light of Christ that lives in us. If you're a Christian today, Jesus is living in you, and he wants your light to shine. Verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine. But many of us have put our, our light under a bowl, and we're embarrassed of it, or we don't want it to shine, or... You know, we're very private about our Christianity, okay? Christianity is not a religion that we are told to be quiet about, okay? Many people in this world, even many Christians, mistakenly believe that your religion is a private matter. No, no, it's not, okay? Jesus died for you publicly. Jesus was crucified for you and for me publicly. He was hung naked on a cross and and tortured for you and I publicly. And so no, Jesus Christ is not private. Jesus Christ is very, very, very public and we need to live our lives in that way. You want to just begin. You want to look at your life and And for really all of us, we can see the need of improvement and being salty and being the light of the world. And you just want to start one or two things a day, right? You want your devotional life to Jesus to grow. You want your your prayer life with Jesus and for others to grow. Your time in the Bible, you want to grow. So you want to be speaking about Jesus. But in verse 16... In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So Christianity is about being the light of the world and using our mouth and our words to consistently speak about Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus, the incredible blessings that Jesus has given to us, you know, our testimony and how Jesus has really blessed us in, in hundreds of different ways in our lives and how he consistently does it. We consistently want the name of Jesus to be on our lips. But at the same time, we also, we also want, let your light shine before men, and that means before people, that they may see your good deeds And so it's both. It's not just speaking about Jesus. It's also also the things that we do in the name of Jesus. It's also the good works that we do. Okay? Now, none of this saves us. None of this helps us go to heaven. None of this does any of that. All of this we do because we love our Heavenly Father. We do this because we love Jesus. We do this because it's what's right. Remember, you're saved from your sin and you go to heaven not based on anything you do, but based completely and totally on what Jesus Christ has done and on you receiving him as your only Lord and Savior, on asking him 
praying and say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life and save me from my sin and bring me to heaven when I die. I place all my faith and trust and confidence in you alone, Jesus, to save me and to be my everlasting Lord and God. That's how you get saved from your sin. That's how you come into a relationship where God the Father is your heavenly Father and Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and Master and King and God and Husband and Friend. And the Holy Spirit is your guide and your counselor. All that happens by receiving and calling on Jesus in prayer to be the Lord of your life. But the result of that ought to be that you are increasingly the salt of the earth. Not decreasingly. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, some of us are less salty today than we were years ago, and that ought not be. If that's the case today, if you would look at yourself and say, you know, yeah, I was more salty for Jesus. I was more a light for Jesus years ago. The good news is you can repent. Repentance is the greatest tool in our toolbox. It's an exciting thing. We're encouraged to do it throughout the scriptures. And you just go before Jesus. You go before your heavenly father and say, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I do repent. I, I do want to increasingly be a light for you, Jesus. And I do want to be, I do want to be salty for you, Jesus. I do want to, I do want to bring out the flavor of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God in all of my different circles. I, I do want to be a preservative for you, Jesus, and for your gospel and for your word. And I do want to present the gospel and the word of God to those who need it um, as a cleansing agent. You know, salt is a cleansing agent, right? The word of God is a cleansing agent. You want to, you want to be a, a cleansing agent and used to help people who are going through struggles to number one, receive Jesus, and number two, repent of just areas of their life where they're not living for him. So it's both. It's about speaking about Jesus wherever you are, increasingly more and more. And again, I'm not saying this in a religious way. We're not saying that, oh, you have to go do this. We, we get to do it. Does that make sense? It's not something we, we have to do. There's really, there's no greater privilege in the world than being salty for Jesus and being a light for Jesus. And according to Jesus, it's the only thing worth anything. If we're not salty, if we're not spiritually salty, according to Jesus, we're not good for anything. And I know that's a hard word. I didn't write it. I don't know why so many, so much of the word of God just, 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 is just, just strong. We're not good for anything if we're not salty for Jesus. I, uh, I remember when I was in, uh, I was in Connecticut and I think it was a, a year ago I was visiting my parents and, um, I was going into a, uh, a donut shop, it's Dunkin' Donuts, it's called. Um, and as I was, I was going in, I held the door, I believe, for a lady. And, um, and I said, uh, I think I said, are you being blessed today? And this lady, she's uh, middle-aged, probably around 40. She just exclaimed, I know Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. And I was so blessed. I said, well, thank you, Jesus. 
I said, that's wonderful. And, and we went on to talk and then she became, a, she became downcast. And, I, you know, so wherever the conversation was, she said, I've really been struggling because I, uh, I, do, I, I, I do. I just feel like I need to talk about Jesus a lot. And then she said, but I do have some things in my life that I'm, you know, that I'm, that I know I have to, to do better in and where I, I need to be obedient to the word of God. And she said, but the people at my church, they told me that I need to stop talking about Jesus and I need to start living for Jesus. I started trembling. I was so mad. That counsel is absurd. It's ridiculous. We all may have heard it before, but it's altogether completely and totally unbiblical. I told her in no uncertain terms that you cannot ever stop talking about Jesus. Never do you stop speaking about Jesus, bringing up Jesus, testifying about Jesus, talking about Jesus, encouraging people in Jesus. Don't ever stop, ever. As a matter of fact, you need to do it more. And her face lit up. She was excited. I said, now that being said, obviously also we want to increasingly live for Jesus. We want to, we want to increasingly obey Jesus. We want to obey the word of God. And I said, wherever those areas are in your life that you're not living in line with the word of God, you want to repent. You want to ask the Lord to forgive you and you want to repent and you want to begin to get those things in order. So you want to, of course, keep speaking for him and about him. Never stop. Don't ever let anyone to tell you to stop. But also you do, of course, want to want to increasingly live for him and you want to obey him. Now, if someone is not living for him, you don't stop speaking for him. You start living for him. And if someone is not ever wanting to talk about Jesus, it doesn't mean you stop living for Jesus, continue living for him. But you know what? You really do need to start talking about him more and encouraging other people in Jesus more. So, I had heard this before, maybe I heard it when I was a kid, but but the woman was so moved. She tears coming down her eyes because she is so blessed that she had a pastor tell her that everybody that told you about that is wrong. And I did quite bluntly say they're wrong and what I'm telling you is correct because it's in the Bible. Okay? Doesn't matter what any of us say it is what does the Bible say? The Bible says we need to speak with Jesus, to speak about Jesus, to encourage people in Jesus, to talk about Jesus. We need to be a light for Jesus in our words. We need to be salt in our encouragement. But we also need, obviously, to be living for Jesus and to be obeying him. Verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So it's not either or. If you're doing one of them well, keep doing it even more. Just add the other one, right? It's both. We want to glorify Jesus by consistently speaking about him. 
and we want to glorify Jesus by having good deeds and living for him. And sometimes it's hard for us. For most people, it's hard to talk about Jesus. This lady received so much freedom that she could continue and should continue, in fact, to not only talk about Jesus, but talk about him more. Don't ever let anyone tell you to stop talking about Jesus. All the nonsense we speak, see, now I'm all riled up. All the nonsense we speak day in and day out, the things that come out of our mouth, right? Is there anything that comes out of our mouth that has value like when we're talking about Jesus, bringing up Jesus, talking about the Bible, encouraging other people in the Bible. There's nothing more important than that. Those are the most valuable words you say. Is when you talk about Jesus or when you point someone else to Jesus or when you encourage someone in Jesus, when you send an email about Jesus, when you give a Bible track about Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word. We thank you for the scriptures. Father, we ask you to help us to let our light shine before people. Help us, Lord, to be a light, an increasing light, Lord, wherever we go. Not because we have to, but because we get to. Father, we know you love us unconditionally. We know there's nothing we can do to earn your love. But Father, we, our heart is to love you and to be pleasing to you, Lord. And, and we do want to be a body of Christ. We do want to be Christians, Father, that are, that are salty. Father, I ask you to help us. Help me to be the salt of the earth, Father. And if we've begun to lose our saltiness, Father, Holy Spirit, I just pray for your grace and your mercy and your conviction in our hearts that we may begin to be increasingly salty, Father, for Jesus this day, Lord, in the things that we say and in the things that we do, always in the name of Jesus. Father, forgive us when we've put our light under a bowl and we've been unwilling to, to, to be a light, unwilling to, to share what's going on in our lives, unwilling to talk about Jesus, forgive us, Lord. And Father, forgive us where we've been unwilling to, to do good deeds, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we love you, we bless you, and we thank you. We thank you for the word of God. And Father, we ask for your help in living it out, Lord. We, we need you to help us, Lord. We just love you and we thank you and we praise you and we commit this time into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. For more information about our ministry, please visit www.kingdomd.org.